podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Wednesday after the international break with focus back on the Premier League, but it is Wednesday, so not a whole lot is happening. So we will fill our time by continuing our trek around the world to find suitable players for Liverpool by looking at African nations. So uh, we'll start with Nigeria. I would say none of the defenders, I don't know enough about the 17-year-old kids, um, Bamiyi, who was called up for the last couple of games. In midfield, Iwobi's not good enough. Ndidi, if he hadn't had the injury problems, could have been a Fabinho successor, but he's always injured now, so it's just not worthwhile. Uh, Aribo and Onyeka are not quite there. Um, I do like Chuck Wazy, and as a backup to Mo, he could be interesting. Osman would be an outrageous signing. He is utterly sensational, but he'd be ridiculously expensive, so it's not in any way realistic. So Chukwezi might be the answer um, as a backup to Mo. I think he'd be a good fit. Uh, we're just doing the current squad, so anyone not in this current squad, we're just going to skip over. Um, we'll start then by moving our way down Africa. We'll start in North Africa. Uh, we'll go to Algeria first. I would definitely take Rayan Aitnouri, who's just declared for Algeria. He'd absolutely be on my short list of people to be a Robo replacement success or whatever you want to call it. Um, of the midfielders, there's nobody that really stands out to me. Beneser of Milan is, is a tremendous player, but he, he does have injury issues, which would Scare me off a little bit. Buonani, the young striker at Nice, he's a very interesting player and one to keep an eye on. Um, but Aitnuri would be the one for me from that squad. Uh, on to Mo's team, Egypt. None of the goalkeepers, none of the centre-backs, none of the midfielders, and none of the attackers. So, no, Mo will remain the only Egyptian. Uh, on to Morocco. I would definitely take Mazraoui as a backup to Trent, who can also cover left-back. I do really like Nayef Agard, but the guy just can't stay fit long enough. Uh, Ashraf Hakimi, if we were moving Trent into midfield, would have been my ideal pick to come in at right-back. But given recent events in his uh, off-field life, he would be a firm no. 
Amraoui from Nice, the young left-back. He's a talented player as well. We've been linked to Amrabat. As a squad player, he'd be fine. But that's about as far as I'd go. Uanahi, I think we should have tried to get in January. Moved for nothing. Went to Marseille from Angiers for about nine, ten million. I think we should have been all over that in January. I would still take him. Um, Abdi, the young winger, he's very, very talented. Elkanis, the midfielder from Genk, definitely one to keep an eye on, definitely one I'd have interest in. And uh, that's pretty much it there. Uh, Tunisia. Jan Valery is a backup to Trent, would be interesting. Um, he's not great, but he's okay. He's decent enough. He also counts as homegrown, which would be the biggest plus for him. Uh, none of the other defenders are really of interest to me. Talby is okay. Montessar Talby is an interesting one. Uh, plays for Laurent in France. He would be interesting as a you know fourth centre back. Um, none of these midfielders really stand out to me as being in any way ready for us, and none of the attackers either. Uh, moving to West Africa, um, I'm not going to do all of these because I don't think few of them will have anybody who's good enough, but I'll do most of them. Uh, Senegal. We'll take Togo as well. So Benin. No. Uh, Burkina Faso do have a couple of really interesting players. Um, Issa Kibore is a really talented right back, currently on loan at Marseille from City, so not realistic to get him straight away. But if Marseille pick up that option... In a year, he could be somebody worth looking at. Edmund Tapsoppa, I would definitely take as a third centre-back. I think he's really good. Nagalo, the young centre-back at Nordlesjand, there's a lot of hype around him. Does look a good player. Of their midfielders, there's nobody really of note. And in attack... Uatara of Bournemouth does look really exciting. So maybe he's one to keep an eye on if they go, well, when they go down and if they don't bounce back up straight away, he could be someone that we'd look at uh, down the road. For Ghana, none of the defenders really interest me. Salisu's talented, but error prone. Lamptey, clearly very talented, but those hamstrings would absolutely terrify me. Uh, Thomas Partey is their best midfielder and he's obviously a no Mohamed Kudus you definitely take there's no question um, and Kamaldine Suleimana I-, I would definitely take as well I-, I think he's outrageously gifted so I take Kudus and Suleimana from Ghana uh, on to Guinea So at St. Etienne is highly rated, but I haven't seen much of him. There's a fellow there, Nabi Keita, looks looks half decent, but 
you know, probably not. Uh, Iliax Mariba, he's very talented, but his attitude doesn't seem to be great. But super, super talented. Uh, none of the forward players. Uh, Guinea Basu, I'm guessing, will be a no. I don't think I could name a Guinea Basu player if I had to. No, I'm not going to take anyone there. Um, oh, the kid at... I didn't realise he was from Guinea Basu. The kid at, at Reading, um, Mamadi Kamara, looks decent from the two games I've seen, but he's playing under Paul Ince, so it's very hard to judge. Uh, what a player is when they're playing for Paul Ince. Um, Ivory Coast. Kasunu of Bayer Leverkusen, I do very much like. Um, Sia of Club Bruges, I like him as well. Wilfred Singles, a decent right back. He'd be good cover for Trent. Frank Kessie, I would take. Jeremy Boga, I would take. I do like Hamid Traore. Now, he's on loan at Bournemouth. If they go down, they're not going to keep him. He's he's interesting. I do really like Ahmed Diallo, but obviously he plays for United, currently on loan at Sunderland. Uh, Simon Adring is a talented player. He's uh, Brighton-owned. Seb Haller is a little bit too old, so we'll just move forward. Uh, to Mali, always lots of talent. Never put it together, but always lots of talent in the Mali squad. Um, Amadou Haidera is a good midfielder, but probably not the level that we're looking for. I do like Mohamed Kamara of Monaco. I think he's very good. I do like Cech Dekure of Crystal Palace. I think he's another one that will be of interest. Um, Koulibaly of Sheffield United is really interesting, but I, I don't understand why he doesn't play for Sheffield United. He's barely played for them. Uh, they bought him in 2020, loaned him for two years. He's quite good at beer shot, but barely plays. Very talented, though. Uh, and in attack, uh, Seiko Koite of Red Bull Salzburg is talented, but probably not a prem- not not a top top of the table Premier League player. Uh, on to Senegal. None of the defenders. Papa Matar Sar is really talented. Spurs got a gem there. I really like Illaman and Jai of Sheffield United, and I would take him. Um, Bamba Dieng is talented as well. He'd be of interest, but uh, Illaman and Jai is someone I do really like. Uh, Togo. Dermain of Feyenoord, maybe? He's looked pretty good in limited minutes. Uh, but that's about it. We'll move on to East Africa. Uh, with respect, I, I don't think I could name a single player from any of the countries in East Africa. Uh, we'll go to Central Africa, Africa and we'll start with Cameroon. And we might finish with Cameroon as well. Um, Christopher Wu of Wren, definitely. Definitely one to keep an eye on. Very, very talented young centre-back. Midfield-wise, I love Zambo. I'd always take Zambo. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Brian Bomo of Brentford is talented. He could be a good mo backup. 
but he is very inconsistent and his finishing is wild, absolutely wild. He he should score twice as many goals as he does. Uh, and then in Southern Africa, we'll try Angola, but I don't think I'm going to find anybody there. South Africa, Zambia, we'll do these as a trio. Um, Angola... I'm just going to say no. Just going to say no. Uh, South Africa? Probably not. <laughs> Lyle Foster looks a decent player at Burnley. Um, he, he does look a talent, but needs to prove it a lot more before anybody makes a move for him. Um, we'll finish up with Zambia then. There's definitely at least one here. Well, Fashion Sakala, for the name alone, you definitely bring in. Just for the name. Wouldn't want him playing, but the name is is tremendous. Uh, Banda, the winger from Lecce. I, I do like the look of him. He's been really good for Lecce this season. He's someone I'd consider as a kind of a, a backup wide player. Um, right, we'll move forward and we'll have a look at this is Anfield. Uh, explaining Stefan Basitic's three injury possibilities after abductor stress response. Liverpool, of course, very vague in any and all injury news. Uh, Liverpool cancel USA tour plans with new pre-season destination set. Liverpool had penciled in a tour of the United States as part of the preseason plans for next season, but will instead head back to the Far East. This is Anfield understands the club are planning for a tour of the US in July, likely including a stop in Las Vegas. It would have tied in with Man United's trip to the States, which, to the states, which will see them take on Wrexham in San Diego on July 25th, with the likelihood being the two Premier League clubs would meet in a friendly. But David Lynch has said now that they will instead head to Asia for a one-stop tour. Uh, Lynch explains that Singapore is the most likely destination. That is very interesting. They'll obviously hold a training camp in Europe. Hopefully it will go significantly better than the training camp last year. Uh, Man City and Bayern are the likely opponents in Asia this summer because most of the big clubs are going to America. Interesting. Liverpool shirt number changes we could expect to see this summer. So Sadio left, so number 10 is available. 12, 16, 24, 25, 30, 31 are all available. And we will definitely have a new numbers 9 and 10 next year. We could well and hopefully we'll have a new number 7. Uh, 13, 15 and 29 will all become available as well if things go as expected. Um, Diaz, Diaz is the natural fit for 7. That jersey should be on an attacking, exciting player, not wasted on, with respect, to run-of-the-mill grafter. 
Uh, Darwin taking nine is obviously an obvious one. I think Jude, if he arrives, takes eight. And Mount, if he arrives, might take ten. Yeah, that might be it. Virgil van Dijk accused of arrogance by Dutch legends. He creates chaos. He has been the subject of criticism from Marco van Basten and Ruud Hullet. The Dutch captain has been accused of creating chaos and thinking he's better than the rest by van Basten and Hullet, respectively. So van Basten said he created chaos. Hullet said he thought he was better than that. That is rich coming from one of the most egotistical players in the history of the game. Interesting. Interesting. Two great players, two shit managers. Um, Gertjan Verbeck described... Virgil as a first-class wimp recently. Um, Gertjan Verbeck was was a shit manager, uh, a mediocre player, and should probably keep his mouth shut. He he failed in many, many jobs. Uh, Described as an ex-Feyenoord manager in the piece, um, he was catastrophically bad when there and was sacked after six months. Yeah, he, he should probably just sit this one out. Um, Liverpool journalist reveals interest in 23-year-old centre-back free transfer. Uh, this is Dave Maddock declaring that we're strongly interested in Evan and Dicka. Dave Maddock hasn't been right about anything since 2004 when he called Julier getting sacked. Um, so I wouldn't put much faith in it. Evan and Dicka is a good player. He's not suited to playing as a centre-back in a back four. He's not a particularly good defender. He's His biggest strength is his ability to carry the ball from the back. He's an average passer of the ball and a below-average defensive player. He plays left side of a back three at Eintracht. Whenever they play a four and he's one of the two centre-backs, it is an absolute mess. Just go and watch their recent game against Napoli if you want to see an example. If he joined us, he's much more of a left-back and maybe your fifth centre-back than he is a third centre-back or any kind of potential starter there. Left-back would suit him, and it would allow us to use him kind of like Abidal was used at Barca, but he wouldn't and shouldn't be first choice for that kind of role. Uh, Liverpool in transfer fight as Mason Mount now expected to leave, but has new strong admirer. This is the Media Digest on Liverpool.com. Mount now expected to leave. His strong admirer is Thomas Tuchel at Bayern Munich. Bayern don't have any real need for a player like Mount. And managers don't have any say in transfers at Bayern. So I wouldn't expect that Bayern will be all that interested in him. Um, there's just the other piece in that media digest is Maddox ramblings. Uh, Ex-Liverpool man Sadio Mane sacking stance, a star left fuming by Man United set to leave. 
Apparently, Sadio and Nagelsmann had a big blow-up. I'm not sure. Wayne Rooney shows Liverpool it must heed Steven Gerrard's hidden Jude Bellingham warning. I think I assume that's about overplaying young players. Jude has played a ludicrous amount of football for a 19-year-old. Absolutely ludicrous. Liverpool sizes up obvious Jude Bellingham transfer alternative as double Man City clash awaits. The picture is Alexis McAllister. Alexis wouldn't be a Jude alternative. Alexis would fit well with Jude. In a three, Alexis rotating with Thiago on the left. If we wanted to keep that type of player, that controlling creative player, Alexis is a really good fit there. Jude would play the other side, the right-sided role, the more attacking one. And you could see Jude and Curtis being the backup to him because that's the best role for Curtis in a midfield three without question. This left-sided shit needs to stop. He's not suited to the role at all. Curtis suits the right-sided role quite well. If we went into next season with Jude, Curtis and Henderson as the three right-sided options, Thiago, Alexis and Besetic as the three left-sided options, then we need... At least one six. We need a six without question. To go with Fabinho. And you could say Besetic is the third option there or Henderson's the third option there, whatever you want. But that's where we would need to focus our energy after getting Jude and Alexis would be a, on a six. It, it should be the priority, but it won't be. Um, Jurgen Klopp has... Extra four-man Liverpool shortlist as Jude Bellingham and Mason Mount lead trend. Uh, Levi Colwell is being tracked by Liverpool, apparently. For me, I would throw all the money at Chelsea to get him in, and I would play him as a left-back. As that Abidal left-back to switch into a three and let Trent bomb forward. And give us real solidity. Levi Colwell, I would absolutely break the bank for. I think he is phenomenal. Uh, Jacob Ramsey, I do very much like Jacob Ramsey. And if we weren't getting, if we weren't to get Jude, if Jude said no and went elsewhere or we couldn't afford Jude, Ramsey would be high on my list of alternatives. For Kyle Tamore, I do like him. He's not really big enough to be a Liverpool centre-back. Declan Rice is just not good enough to play for Liverpool. Um, simple as that. Let Arsenal or somebody else make that mistake. Uh, and the other name I've seen mentioned is James Ward-Prowse, who Teal Squires in the Echo said would be the perfect signing. Teal Squires doesn't watch football, is what we've learned from that piece. James Ward-Prowse, just look at the numbers. Outside of set pieces, James Ward-Prowse is a below-average Premier League midfielder. He is quite a poor player. He's not a particularly good passer in open play. He's hopeless defensively. He doesn't really offer goals in open play. I think he's got like two all season. He's just not a player you want in your team. And another one with mythical leadership. If if he had any kind of leadership about his game, his team wouldn't be as poor as they are. Same goes for Rice. Utter nonsense. On to AnfieldIndex.com, we have five new pieces up, so we'll go through these. 
Uh, should Jordan Henderson retire from international football? Asks Stephen Smith. Um, well, he's he continually put country before club, so I, I don't think he's going to have any interest in retiring from international football. And Southgate will keep him in the squad. So, you know, he's not going to retire. He should, but he won't. Um, David Davis has done a scouting report on Adrian Rabio. He has done a scouting report on Evan and Dicker. There is Levi Colwell and the left-sided edition, uh, written by Stephen Smith. Uh, honestly, that kid is so, so good. And with Chelsea's enormous issues uh, about getting themselves back under the f- financial fair play ro- uh, rules, he's the one you need to be throwing $50 million at. He's the one you need to throw that money. He is so, so good. Um, James Wilson uh, in the comments, on what planet are Chelsea going to sell their best young player who will play a key role in their team for the next 15 years to us? Uh, they just signed Ben Wabadiashile, who plays the same role. They've also got Bashir Humphreys, who they rate really highly, who plays the same left-sided centre-back role. Um, they've shown no inclination that Koulibaly is going this summer. So you said in the um, in your next comment, Silva's about to retire. Well, he's not. He's going to play next season. Chalo will be, Chalaba will be sold. I doubt it. They love him. Koulibaly has a couple of years at most, but a couple of years is a couple of years wasted for Colwell. So he's not going to hang around and wait for Silva to retire, for Koulibaly to move on. Chelsea are still within FFP guidelines. No, they're not. No, they're not. They just aren't. And of the players you list that they could sell otherwise, Conor Gallagher brings in 30 million max. Pulisic, I'd be stunned if they can find a buyer for. I think he's going to have to go on loan with an option to buy a prove-it kind of move. Zayic brings 15 million maybe. They won't sell Chalaba. Uh, Hudson Adoy, is anyone buying him? I mean, they couldn't find a buyer last summer. So why do you think he's you're going to get a buyer this summer? Uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek, what do you get for him? 10, maybe 15 million. A player with a history of injuries. A player who's never shown himself to consistently be good enough in the Premier League with one year left in his contract, who's already 27 and hasn't shown at any point that he's good enough to be a consistent starter, you're going to sell him to a bottom half team. You're getting 10, 15 million. And the last player you mentioned here is Lukaku. Who the fuck do you think is buying Lukaku? Like, uh, be realistic about this. Just because they have players they'd rather sell doesn't mean they'll sell them. Nobody wants Lukaku. Inter Milan don't even want to keep him on loan next season. And I keep seeing Chelsea fans say, oh, we'll get 40 million for him. No, you won't. Not a chance. Whatever you get for him, you're going to have to pay him because you gave him 300 grand a week when you signed him from Inter. And he's got years left on that contract. So who are you selling him to that's going to match those wages? There's only a handful of clubs in the world that pay those type of wages. And he's got three years left on his contract. 
So if you get lucky and you get 30 million for him, most likely half, if not more of that, is going directly to him to make up the difference between what his new club will give him in wages and what you're giving him in wages. So of the players you've mentioned there, 30, say five on a loan, 50, uh, 15, making it 50, not for sale, another loan, 10, 60, you might get 75 million for the group of players you've listed, which doesn't even come close to fixing their FFP issues. So no, they're not within FFP. They would have been if they'd made top four this season. You see, you probably read Swiss Ramble. And what Swiss Ramble said, if they make top four this year, they'll be okay. They're not going to make top four this year. They're not going to be okay. And they don't look like they could. And put it this way, they can't even afford to sack Potter because of their FFP bill. So, you know, open your eyes a little bit. I've watched Potter a lot, and he certainly isn't left. But you didn't watch him at Huddersfield then, did you? <laughs> Absolute clown. Oh, right. That'll do me for today, folks. Podcast-wise, there's a new Pro Plus. In fact, there's two new Pro Pluses. Uh, there's one of the positivity things. And there's a Red Alert, Dave Davis and Mark Evans. Uh, there's also a new Under Pressure, a Subscribers Q&A, Dan Rhodes, Simon Brundish, Phil Barker and Daniel uh Dan Kennett, Simon Brundish, Phil Barker, and Daniel Rhodes. So do check that out. That'll do me. Take care. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.